Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm very scared. I'm very hesitant to make this video, uh, mostly because I am very reluctant to praise Duncan Robinson. Now, if you're new here, they may sound like I'm a bit of a hater towards Duncan Robinson. That's just not the case. It's the case of a guy that's burned me too many times for too long, and I'm scared to get back in that relationship, I guess, of praising Duncan Robinson. You get the metaphor I'm trying to make here. I was a huge, huge believer in Duncan Robinson. Obviously, you had his monster breakout sophomore year where he shot like 50% from three on eight attempts. Everyone was in love with him, and he was pretty decent the next year as well. But after that, we saw a major, major drop off. And then even more so the year after that. So he steadily got worse every single year. And last year, he was straight up terrible. I mean, he was like 33% on high volume. That is terrible. If you are a three-point sniper shooting 33%, that is straight up bad. I don't know what to tell people. And every and I want to make emphasis on that because anytime I say it, I have comments saying, oh, he was hurt, he wasn't getting playing time. He wasn't getting playing time, and he, he did hurt his thumb, but he didn't come back when he was healthy because he was so bad. He was shooting terrible before he messed up his finger or thumb or whatever it was last year. He was terrible. But, you know, re rewind a couple years before last, or I guess two years ago now, uh, Duncan Robinson started the season very, very poor, and I was a huge believer in him. I said there was there's too big a sample size of him being good for me to write him off him being bad for the first half of a season, right? So I, that was kind of my mindset all playoffs. And I was telling people, but just believe in Duncan, wait to the playoffs, he'll bounce back, right? Uh, and then we get to the playoffs. And in the first game versus Atlanta, y'all remember what Duncan Robinson did? He had the most efficient playoff game in NBA history, like from effective field goal percentage or whatever. He was seven to eight from three, absolutely dominated. I stood on my high horse and said, I told you and I told you. And I said, Duncan Robinson is back, baby. And he was absolutely dog water after that, making me look like a complete idiot. That's why I'm hesitant to ever praise Duncan Robinson again, because he made me look stupid. And I just also want to emphasize how big a Duncan Robinson guy I was. He was one of my favorite players in the entire league because of his story, because he came out of nowhere, and because he's uh, a white three-point sniper, which is a little bit what I do out there on the court as well. You know what I'm saying? Back to Duncan Robinson, though. I was an owner of Debo, the Duncan Robinson cryptocurrency, which, yes, was a thing. He had his own cryptocurrency. I swear, made a whole video about it. Y'all could go check it out. There was a Duncan Robinson Discord for it and everything. I was in that as well. Now, I do want to clarify, I didn't actually spend money on Debo. Uh, he was giving away for free, so that's why I own some. But I listened to every single episode of his podcast when that was a thing, the Long Shot Podcast. It was a good show. Maybe he'll bring it back one day. Uh, I even wrote a rap in, for an intro song for that show. Talk that trash, man. Keep it subtle. Maybe a curse word or a couple. Duncan doing mind games. Defenders deep in trouble. Troubled by the bubble boy. Still puzzled in the huddle, boys. Miss no more because you miss the more you miss if you don't double, boys. And people like that song so much that Davis Reed, the co-host of the podcast, actually found it and we went back and forth on twitter a little bit uh when he was dming me telling me how much he appreciated the song i had tickets to the live show in which him and jj reddick they were gonna, gonna kind of do like a live show uh tour collab thing uh where they do uh their podcast live i had tickets to that 
before that got canceled for COVID or, or something like that. So I was a big Duncan Robinson guy. And I even made this uh, song called uh, Cold Like Duncan Robinson when he started playing poor. Cold like Duncan Robinson, he can't make a shot. 90 million contract, but now Max Drews is on top. And I said that I would never make a full version to that song because I believe in Duncan Robinson so much. All of that to say that I am a Duncan Robinson believer. Uh, me and him, we're even on a first name basis. Anthony, my guy. This, this is an Anthony Donardo special. This is from a, a live stream he did where him and Davis were giving away NBA top shots to fans of their podcast. So I, I was in there. I was in Duncan Robinson. Pause. Resume. That being said, I believe I'm at a point now where I have no choice to praise Duncan Robinson because Tyler Hero, while it seems like his ankle injury is best case scenario and it's not broke or anything like that, he will miss at least a couple weeks because they said he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. And if everything's okay, hopefully he can come back shortly after that. Now, Tyler Hero this season was off to a torrid start. A guy that another people, uh, or another guy that a lot of people doubted, and he started the season playing very, very well. If you discount the last game in which he only played eight minutes because he got hurt, he's averaging 25 points per game this year on like 45% from the field and 41% from three. So, really, really great efficiency. Now, those 25 points were critical to the Miami Heat because the Heat are currently 27th in offensive rating and points per game at 107.5 points per game. So you're talking about the Heat are virtually one of the worst offenses in the NBA, the third worst if you want to look at offensive rating and points per game. Uh, now, Tyler Hero's 25 points per game is literally 23% of the entire Miami Heat offense. And that doesn't even include his playmaking because he's at five assists per year. And we, we've all seen his playmaking has been much, much uh, improved or, or very improved since last season. So that doesn't even account for that. So you're looking at a guy who's one of the biggest offensive hubs on one of the worst offensive teams. When you lose that, you're theoretically going to have a problem. And that is a major void to fill. Now, a lot of people may say, the Heat offense sucks in part because of Tyler Hero, because if he's the guy with the, the ball in his hands the most, maybe it's his uh, fault the team sucks offensively. Uh, and I thought there was some credence to that last season because I did feel like the ball stuck a lot when Tyler Hero had it. I didn't feel like he was really looking for the open man or the extra pass. I felt like there was a lot of over dribbling. I felt like there was a lot of settling for tough jumpers. And I felt like he was taking the ball out of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo's hands, who are amazing scorers in different ways in their own right as well. So I do feel like there was a little bit of that last season. But this season, Tyler Hero really seems like he's playing more in the flow of the offense. He's not coming out in the first quarter and taking six shots. No, he may take one or two to start the game, feel the game out, uh, let other guys get going, kind of like what we see Jimmy Butler do. And then when it's time for him to score or we need buckets from him, we will get that. Unless it's in the fourth quarter because nobody on the Miami Heat could score in the fourth quarter of the season. Uh, I guess Bam did have 16 in the last fourth quarter. But we still saw they almost blew that lead. Uh, and the Heat have by far the worst fourth quarter rating of any team in the league, uh, which is weird because you got Tyler, you got Jimmy, two guys that we typically trust in the clutch as Heat fans, at least I personally do. Uh, so it is weird that they are off to that bad a start. Or maybe it's not because they were terrible in the fourth quarter last season with all these leads that they blew. But that's all besides the point. The point is you have a major hole to fill with Tyler Hero out. The guy that I think will step up in that place is Duncan Robinson. Maybe it's because of the process of elimination because Josh Richardson would have been the guy we said, but he started the season so terrible so it's not going to be josh richardson uh i would 
I, I kind of would like to see what Kay Lamar in the starting uh, lineup would look like because of defense, but he's presently still hurt, so it won't be him. Now, if he comes back soon, maybe things could change. Uh, and I don't think it'd be, uh, well, I guess the only other option who's not a two-way player is Drew Smith. Uh, Lord help me if it's Drew Smith. Lord help us all if it's Drew Smith. I don't think I need to elaborate on that. Now, Spolster does have a tendency to not want to mess with the rotation. So he'll take a guy who wasn't typically playing and throw him in the starting lineup. So maybe he puts Nikolajovic. People say they want him to run point guard. Maybe they put him at the two. I don't think that'll be the case, but it'll be better than Drew Smith. Uh, and I guess he, he I don't think he'd start Jaime Hawkins at the two anyways. They, they're using it more of a more of a three, four, but they have options there. I think out of all the ones we named, Duncan Robinson is the most realistic. Now, he's a guy that was coming off the bench as well, but because he has so much experience in the starting lineup, playing with Jimmy, playing with Bam, I do think that's the most realistic option. Now, Duncan Robinson, to start the season, and let me brace myself because I'm about to give the man some praise, he's been off to a very, very good start, I'd say. Uh, his, numbers this, uh, his numbers this season is 11 points per game and only 26 minutes, which is obviously a uh, a lot less than we saw maybe a few years ago uh so he's at 11 points per game on 38 percent from three which is not prime duncan robinson but i don't think that 45 percent from three on high volume was ever sustainable but 38 percent is is good uh and on seven attempts per game and he is 46 percent from the field now this has been spoken about a lot about how many twos Duncan Robinson has taken this season, how uh, how much more versatile he is this year. Now he's taken three twos per game at 65%. And that's uh, where never before in his career, he shot over two twos per game. Now he's taken uh, right around three. Uh, and he's also having two assists per night, which kind of surprised me because I feel like we see just between him and Bam, that little dump off pass he does. I feel like we get four or five of those a game. Uh, but he's only at two assists per game. I don't think that uh, signifies how good a, a passer he is because we know his two-man game, particularly with Bam, is very, very well. And now that he will likely get a, uh, an increased workload, I do think his assist numbers would go up as well. But back to the versatility of Duncan Robinson, I love seeing how how uh, he's morphed his game into more of just a stay on the outside of the three, you know, run around sniper. Now, uh, his percentage of shots from three each year has been right around 80 or above percent uh discounting his rookie season uh where he barely played he was at 88 percent of his shots were from three the next year 82 percent 86 percent 82 percent last season but this season he's at 69 nice percent of his shots are coming from three-point range so that means that over 30 percent of his looks are coming from two now the reason i love that is because it opens up the court so much more because now not only does the defense have to uh, get out to him on the three, but they have to be ready in guarding position if he's going to drive. And like we said earlier, Duncan's very good at driving and kicking, finding the dump off man, even doing a little bit of pick and rolls, which was ever a big man is in the game. I really think it opens up the offense a ton. And I love to see that versatility from him. And it shows that as an undrafted guy that got paid, he didn't just take his money and be happy with it. He is currently working every day to improve his game. And I love to see that. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't want to see Duncan Robinson take layups. We're paying him to be a three-point shooter. Why is he doing that? I don't think you should ever complain when a guy is becoming more versatile. It is the, These offensive players nowadays are so good that when you become versatile, it makes it impossible for a defense to stop you. So I think the more versatile you are, the better it works out for everybody 
on the entire team. But we'll see what happens tonight. The Miami Heat do play the Atlanta Hawks at 7.30 tonight and then have a monster matchup versus the Spurs tomorrow at 7, in which we get a rematch versus Wembenyama, who's been killing it to start the season, and he dominated us in the preseason. I do think we will see the Heat struggle with Tyler Hero out, but I'm hoping that, you know, it'll be a team effort. It won't just be Duncan Robinson. If you can get some more offense production from Hayward Highsmith, who we saw show a little bit of a floater game, if you can get Jimmy to be more aggressive, if you can get Bam to continue his aggressiveness and maybe get even more so, maybe they can just stay afloat until Tyler gets back, which is all I want to see because I want this team to finish top six in the East. I don't care if it is six, just don't be in the playing tournament and don't miss the playoffs. That, that should go without saying. Uh, because I think that does put you at a big disadvantage uh, because they almost lost last year. And obviously, we would have never seen that incredible finals run if Max Struz doesn't go off and they win that playing game because anything can happen in the playing tournament. So just try to avoid that at all costs. They got themselves back to 500 early this season. Unlike last year, it took them forever. They were under 500 all year. You're at 500 now. Try to go on a run. That way you can stay above 500 all season and you don't have these stressful games at the end of the year. Will that happen? Of course not, because it's the Miami Heat. They will always make things interesting, but at least try to start stacking up these dubs, and that will start tonight versus the Atlanta Hawks. But let me know what y'all think down below. Do you believe in Duncan Robinson? Are you still a hater? Are you cautiously optimistic, which is where I think I might be? But let me know down below in the comments, and make sure to leave a like if you enjoy, because it helps me out a ton. And also, subscribe. We're less than 150 subs from 3K, so I appreciate all support a ton. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch, don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.